I'm Luke. And I'm Ollie. And we love our sport, don't we? Yes, we do. I've been lucky enough to work in sport and volunteer in a few different sports and really love watching my two young boys, including Oliver right next to me, participate in a whole range of different sports and seeing the joy and excitement that that provides them. And I'm Molly and I'm a total sports nut and love all sports. And we hope you enjoy our podcast. Welcome to One Hand, One Bounce. I've got Oliver with me. Hi, listeners. How are you, mate? Good. It's been a little while since we recorded a Sports Talk episode, isn't it? Yeah. We've had a bit of sickness and a, wow. a bit going on. You haven't been able to talk. Yes. That's... Sickness uh, that affected mm-hmm. my voice uh, wasn't good for podcast recording. So no. Yeah, that, um, that took us out for a, another week or so when we would have ordinarily recorded one. But yeah. Here we are. So we won't um, we won't muck around because we've got a fair bit to talk through, don't we? It's been like three weeks since our last one. We've got soccer, we've got netball, AFL, cycling, rugby, tennis, basketball, golf, cricket, athletics. Wow. And then Com Games start next week. Yeah. So we better get stuck in. Firstly, with soccer... Charlie, a couple of weeks ago, your brother managed to score five goals. Yes, I know. <laughs> I wonder how many goals he scored for the season. Probably like 30. Yeah, well, He scored like, um, well, in footy and soccer combined, I think two weekends he played like three games all up and he scored like 14 goals and 15 goals in, both weekends. Yeah, so he's probably up over 50, I reckon. Yeah. Easy. Anyways, um, little shout-out to Charlie there. Good on him. Um, but we've seen some of the big English clubs over in Australia the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Manchester United, Crystal Palace. Leeds, Aston Villa. That's right. So it's been good to watch a bit of that, hasn't it? Yeah. And some other big news in soccer. Sam Kerr is going to be on the cover of FIFA 23. Oh, the, yeah. The video game. Yeah. And she's also won some more awards in the last couple of weeks. So yeah. Well done to Sam. Um, on to netball. This from a few weeks ago as well. The Suncorp Super Netball Grand Final took place. We watched most of it, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so the Fever managed to, to get yeah. up. And I didn't realise that was their first or the first um, premiership by WA netball side in 25 years. I think the Fever have been good in the SSM, but they just haven't won it. Yeah, I didn't realise they hadn't actually um, got a premiership, so good for them. Um, yeah, got up over the Vixens, you know, a pretty sort of tight game, but Fever were, were up most of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the Diamonds will be in action, the Aussie Diamonds in the, the Com Games uh, starting next week, but we'll talk more about that at the end. Uh, and in local netball news, the Tasmanian Netball League, the State League, is up to finals starting today, actually. So we'll uh, we'll keep up to speed on what happens there. The two northern sides, Hawks and Cavaliers, in the Opens Division are, the, mm-hmm. are playing off for yeah. a direct spot into the grand final. 
I wouldn't so. be surprised if it's the Cavaliers and Hawks again. That's what it was last year. So, yeah, that looks to be the case, but we'll see. And on to some footy news. There's a fair bit been happening over the last few weeks. We won't talk about our oh. Saints because they're atrocious. No, 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 no. But in other football news, um, what's been happening? Um, well, there's been a few close games. Gold Coast have beat a few weeks ago, because we haven't done an episode, beat Richmond after the siren. After the goal after the siren? Yep. To win? Yep. No, mate, that happened 10 years ago. And the next week, Richmond lost to North Melbourne by four points. That also happened 10 years ago, Correct. like a week Mate, to we're not dates. doing we're not doing a, like, a retro episode here. We're, we're talking about the current day stuff. It, no, this happened in the current day, but the same thing also happened 10 years ago, about a week later. Ten years and a week later, the same things happened. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Carmichael Hunt, the rugby player, the, like, this story just gets even more ridiculous. He scored a goal after a siren for Gold Coast to beat Richmond. Yeah. Who did it this time around? Was it? I can't actually. Was it Will Power? No, he was the one who like bent uh, up his leg or something, wasn't it? I don't actually remember. I, I was can't. testing you. Anyways, that's besides the point. That's amazing. History repeating itself well, ten years later. Well, also, Richmond uh, have not been going well lately. They should have beat Gold Coast. They yep. were like 20 points in front with like 10 minutes left and they strolled What about Castagna? Castagna yeah. strolling into an open goal. And, yeah, and then last week got smothered. against North Melbourne, they missed so many. Jack Rewalt kicked two goals, six. Whew. He, I did see him, um, he was captain of the Inaccurate Team of the Week. A little shout-out to Useless AFL Stats. That's a page we love on Facebook. He was captain, as I said, Inaccurate Team of the Week. It's worth a, a look at that each week. It's a bit and of fun. last night, they, met, they had a draw with Fremantle, which you think, yeah, it's not bad, even though it was in Melbourne. But it puts a dent in their finals hopes and... We, they had in the last two minutes they had two chances. Noah Bolter went back from a set shot about forty out on a oh, slight, fifty out, yeah. Slight angle and he took so long that he had to play on he got and he got smothered. Mm. And then the other Noah Noah took, Cumberland took a mark with about a second to go. And played on. Played on. Poor fella. I can understand that one a bit more. He had a bit of a rush of blood and, you know, all the excitement. He was just trying to play on, get it, you know, uh, into the goal square and try and get a score. But probably didn't realise that, you know, the siren was only a second away. You don't know how long goes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they've got the 30-second sirens up, but there could be 30 seconds or there could be two. Yeah, and if he had his time again, if he'd known, he obviously would have gone back, not played on, and then had a shot from... Outside 15 might have got the distance, but the bolter one was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. No. Um. Also, two more things in AFL. Mm. Last Saturday... Well, actually, another thing I just want to talk about. Last, But first, last Saturday, Rory Led for the Crows had 20 tackles against Collingwood. In one game? Yeah. It was a ta- even though it was wet, it was a tackle-a-thon, and it was very close and high-scoring. I think... Adelaide had like 110 tackles and Collingwood had about 130. Poor. Essendon before a run had 30 in the game, so mm. 
Collingwood would have had 130. Wow. And in the way. Sp- speaking of Collingwood, they've been the opposite of Richmond. They've been winning all the close ones lately. Yeah, they're like, I think they're like 7 and 1 from games under 12 points. Yeah, and they've won 7 in a row or 8 yeah. in a row now? 7. I think. 8. 8? Yeah. Right. And. Another thing, with North Melbourne beating Richmond, Flynn Perez was 0-15. and 15. Wins and losses? Yeah, before... In his career? Yeah, before that game. Yeah. Opposite of Jack Bowie, who yeah. earlier this year was like 18. We talked a bit about him, didn't we? So, poor old Flynn, but good on him, got his first yeah. win up. And Your what, mate, you've met yeah, him, haven't I, you? No, I haven't met him. Well, I've got a signature. Him. Well, that's meeting him. Yeah. Oh, no, you didn't No, meet him. I didn't meet him, but I He was at your school and you got a poster with his signature. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, one quick thing. Um, Hawthorne North Melbourne's on this afternoon. And depending on how big a crowd I get, I, I reckon that will be a factor between we get an AFL team. Because the AFL will be like, if they can't get a good crowd to Hawthorne, who are one of the largest supporter bases in Tasmania... Like on a sunny day, on a Saturday afternoon, they don't deserve an AFL team. It's actually, because it's the last game of the year. Like it's mm-hmm. You make a very valid point, mate. And it's actually quite a mild and sunny day. Um, yeah, I think so, it's supposed to be 15 degrees, yeah. which like, it doesn't sound like a lot. But well, for yeah. the past three weeks, it's been a top of about mm. 8 or 10 most days. So yeah. it's actually yeah, a nice day for footy. So yeah. hopefully they do get a bit of a crowd. We won't be able to go today because we've no. got some other things on, but um, we'll we'll try and tune in and watch a little bit where we can. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they get a good crowd. Anything um, else AFL before we move nah. on? Moving on to the Tour de France. I think it's yes. in stage... What stage? There's only uh, like 19, four, I think. Yeah, yeah no, there's, well, there's only uh, two, I think. Oh. So that tonight is the time trial. Oh, yeah. The last time trial, so they have one at the very start, and one at the very end. Yeah. And then tomorrow night is, uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, final stage. Yeah. On the Champs Elysees, if I pronounce that correctly. Be good for the riders who are going to the Commonwealth Games because they can mm. go straight from the Tour de France and fly just straight over. Fly? There. They'll just ride over, surely. <laughs> mm. <laughs> a bit hard to ride over water. Oh, there's a tunnel. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, yes, you're right. Uh, it's been good. I've watched a little bit of it. It starts a bit late, as I oh, think we talked about last time. We've watched some. We've watched some, haven't we? Um, I really I really love the coverage that SBS do of the Tour de France. I, I think they're doing an absolutely amazing job of it. Um, and really interesting, like they provide a lot of information and detail about the cyclists and, mm-hmm. and how the sport works, but also of the French countryside. Yeah. Um, and also they've, they went through Switzerland um, and Denmark as well, in the, and I think Belgium as well. Doesn't it mostly just start in Germany? It usually starts in another country, yeah. and it's usually to the north, so... Germany, Denmark, Belgium are sort of the regular... So Switzerland's a new one? Yeah, well, Switzerland was sort of uh, about a week in. They, yeah. they went through Switzerland because that's on the east of France. Yeah, yeah. near the Alps. Yep. Swiss Alps. Swiss Alps, that's right. Yep. So we've had two Aussie stage winners. It, it actually hasn't been the best tour for the Aussies. Um, who's the 
uh, Ben O'Connor, I was trying to think of, uh, the youngster that did really well last year, mm. that won a stage and was right up there in the um, the overall classification, as they call it, the, yeah. um, you know, in the race for the yellow jersey, he was right up there. He's not had, he didn't have the best mm. tour. I think he actually pulled out in the end. Yeah. And Caleb Ewan, who was a chance for the points, the green jersey, mm. he's not had a great tour. He had a couple of crashes and whatnot, but... The silver lining is Simon Clark, who's a mm. veteran. He won a stage. Yeah. And Michael Matthews as well. So two Aussies winning well, stages. It's the first year for a while without Richie Port. That's right. So and he's obviously been a pretty good rider, so Exactly. And so Vingegaard from Denmark. The Den- Danes have actually um dominated the tour. Um they've had a multiple stage wins. I think they won three in a row, different <gasps> Danish riders, but Vingegaard is actually looking like, um, you know, there's still the time trial to come, but looking like he's going to take home the, the yellow jersey. He's about yeah. two and a half minutes ahead of the youngster, yeah. uh, Pogacar. It's going to be hard to catch up or in Pogacar, two stages. as they call him. Two stages. Yeah, so, I mean, the time trial's really it. But, yeah, it was amazing finish the other night, Vingegaard and Pogacar. Um, went head to head and actually did you see the bit of sportsmanship where um no they were racing down down a hill yeah and they do ridiculous speeds like 70 80 kilometers an hour like ridiculous um and so the two of them were racing you know because they're obviously racing for the yellow jersey and um Vingegaard had a little sort of moment where he nearly come off his bike and uh, because they were going so quick and around these corners and and then Pogacha sort of streamed ahead, but then Pogacha had a bit of a moment, and then he ended up slipping on the loose gravel and fell off. And Vingegaard kept going because he was actually in front and, and mm. didn't realise, but then he actually slowed up to wait for Pogacha to catch up because oh, yeah. it just, you know, good sportsmanship. Yeah. Because he knew that it, he must have come off because he was right behind him, and then he wasn't. Yeah. So... He let him catch up. That was really nice. Yeah. And then Vingegaard actually went on to um, win the stage, like, by, you know, half a second sort of thing. Anyways, that's the, the tour. So that's coming to a, a finish in the next couple of days, as we said. Um, Moving on to rugby. The Wallabies have finished their tour with England. They lost, but it wasn't too bad of a tour. Mm. As in, they won the first game. They only won it by two points, but they won it easily, and then England easily won the second game, and then the third game was like a bit of a contest. Yeah, and that first one, like you said, Australia, uh, sort of middle stages of the second half, did really well, got a big lead, and then England scored some late tries to but bring like, back the margin, but they were never going to win. Yeah. And the same with um, the second test. England dominated the second yeah. test. And then, like you say, the third was pretty even, but England yeah. ultimately were a bit better yeah. and, and deserved to win. So, But like you say, it was good that Wallabies were pretty competitive. Yeah, um, as in that England. Yeah, England have been pretty good the yeah. last decade or so. So good for the Aussies to give it a real crack there and hopefully they'll only go up from here. Um, but what about... The New Zealand versus Ireland series. Oh, Ireland beating New Zealand in a three-match series. So they won one of the games? Yeah, two. They won two? In New Zealand. In New Zealand? Yeah. Wow. I don't... When's the last time that happened? Uh, 1986 with the Wallabies. 
That was and it's only the third time I think New Zealand's lost a series at home. Thank you to our New Zealand correspondent, John O. Uh, shout out to him. He uh, provided us with those facts, and he lives over in New Zealand, but he's certainly Australian. Uh, yeah, big big news for Ireland. Well done to them, and shout out to Jim. He was very happy about that. Um, yeah, grandma's mm-hmm. partner Jim. So yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's an Irish man and um, loves his sport. So. Um, well done to them. Moving on to tennis. Tennis, yes. Wimbledon, even though that happened a few weeks ago, we're still, uh, obviously we haven't done an episode, so Kyrgios made it to the final. Nick Kyrgios. Yeah. Wowee. Yep. Yeah, and he lost. He lost, but, but it was he took Djokovic. a set off Djokovic, <laughs> and yeah, still very good achievement to make yeah. the final. Still get paid a lot. <laughs> Not all about money, mate. I'm, I'm saying that, like you, yes. you wouldn't care heaps. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, good on Kyrgios. I mean, he's obviously a very polarizing player. Uh, carries on a bit, and a lot of people don't like him, and that's I can understand mm-hmm. why. But I still, yeah, respect yeah, respect so. his tennis. Um, let's the, say. I saw something about Wimbledon. Um, they said about the Australian Open arenas and. 1573 arena someone said that that was named that because that's how many times nick curious has threw his racket <laughs> and destroyed it <laughs> very good i like that one and also at wimbledon um matt ebdom and stam sam stoza oh, i can't spit that out sam stoza and matthew ebdon made it to the final of the mixed doubles uh, they unfortunately lost but again a good achievement and what about Matt Ebden and his couple of days at Wimbledon, or his couple of weeks, but particularly that last couple of days, made the final of the mixed doubles. And the doubles. And the men's Purcell. doubles, Max Purcell, and they got up and won. Well, they're, yeah, they're pretty good players. Because they made the final of the Australian Open, didn't they? Yeah, but it's, they lost to Kyrgios and Kokonakis. That's right. So, well done to them. And we're getting through it. Um, golf. What about basketball? Oh, we'll come back to that. Um, Cam Smith come back from nowhere and won the British Open. Well, he was leading at halfway. Yeah, but then he had a shocker third yeah. day. And Rory McIlroy roared into the lead. Roared. <laughs> and you would think that he would go on to win. But he did He was four strokes ahead of Cam Smith. And then Cam Smith had an unbelievable back nine, five birdies in a row on the 10th through to 14th hole, it must have been, um, and got up and won. Wow. Amazing. Well done, Cam Smith. And they they named a stand after him at, <laughs> at Amy Park in Melbourne. It's a bit weird, like the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> Bit weird. I don't know why. I think, I think you mean the Cam Smith that played over 400 games. For um, the Melbourne Storm. Oh, oh right. I thought anyway, it was. I thought it was after there's Cam probably Smith about the ten Cam Smiths <laughs> in Australia. Yes. No. Well done to Cam and he's um a little shout out actually to Electric Wiki who we we follow and they're a big supporter of ours. They they like our posts and and hopefully they have a listen. But um, they put out some awesome t-shirts and we've we've got one from the um. 
from the uh, Australia versus England Ashes test in Hobart, the special T-shirts that we got, you and yeah. I. And I'd like to get a couple more as well, but they have a T-shirt on Cam Smith uh, with his mullet flowing out. So have a look at that. Um, Electric Wiki, they're on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And back to basketball, what's been happening there? Um, The Boomers playing New Zealand in the Asia Cup semi-final. But I said to you earlier, it's a bit weird because it's the Asia Cup, but there's two Oceanic teams in it. Yeah. Well, it is a bit strange, but I guess, like we talked about earlier offline, it's, um, yeah, it makes more sense for Australia and New Zealand in a lot of sports to compete in Asia. We don't um, want a repeat of the American Samoa um, incident. What was that incident? The 31-0 soccer Was it 31-0 or 32-0? 31. And how many did Archie Thompson score? 13. Or 14? No, it was 13. <laughs> That's why it's 31, not 32. Okay. Right. Well, yeah, the moment you speak of, which was actually before you were born, but uh, was in a, a FIFA World Cup playoff game. Yeah, because we qualified with Oceania. When we were in the Oceania region before we moved to Asia. Yeah. As a nation. New Zealand are still in the Oceania. They are, that's right. Um, Yes, we, Australia, beat American Samoa. It was in New South Wales somewhere, um, I think, the game. It was in Coffs Harbour. Coffs Harbour, that's right. Very good. Good memory, even though you weren't born. (laughs) Um, And yes, they won 31 nil, but there was some confusion as to whether it was 31 nil or 32 nil, and whether Archie Thompson scored 13 or 14 because basically they lost count. This is why we play all the Asian teams. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so somehow we got into soccer there, but basketball, yeah, that's right. So yeah. big, big semi-final tonight, Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some of the jack jumpers involved in the boomers of late. There was a series yeah. they played against Japan and China in, yeah. in Australia before the Asia Cup, and we had um, Clint Steindl, who's unfortunately now injured. Oh, um, hopefully he's good for the jack jumpers. Sam, Ma- Sam McDaniel also, mm-hmm. and um, Jack McVeigh. Oh, yeah. I think he got injured as well. Oh. I think he's maybe not as bad, but Clint Stoddle, I think, has got um, stress fractures or something like that, so not, Hopefully not sounding great. Hopefully they're both good for Jack Trumpers. And while we're talking NBL players, Jack White, who played for Melbourne United, has got a gig in the NBA mm. with Denver, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, good the NBA is not that good. The reason why you can't really stop it because the NBA is so big and has so much money. So whenever like a player in the NBA gets good, they just go to the NBA. So yeah, it will never be like as good as it wants to be unless it doesn't want to be that good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, no, it, I think it's a good point you raise, but I think the the NBA and and people in Australian basketball recognise that yeah. it's a pathway. To, to the, the NBA. NBA for those that are good enough and also to play for Australia and the yeah. Boomers. So, you know, it's still it's still a healthy league and yeah. it's, it's, it's still good. Yeah, it's a good league. But you're right that there's always that opportunity for players to go beyond and, uh, and that's where it's probably a bit different to something like AFL where obviously yeah. the AFL is the peak of yeah. the sport um, worldwide. Um, because it's only played in Australia, yeah. well, at a at a reasonable level, yeah. and then cricket even 
similarly, you, you've got Australian players, um, you know, competing in big bash and, and national leagues, such as the Sheffield Shield and, and obviously the women's competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are, you know, those that are aspiring to play for Australia, um, you yeah. know, continue to play in Australia. Yeah, and also, like with the BBL, it isn't the biggest T20 league. Like the IPL's bigger, the 100's bigger. Mm. But the thing is that um, they're like only two months long, so you could play yeah. the IPL 100 and Big Bash. Well, it's a good segue, mate, because cricket is uh, next on our list. So the draft actually is happening in the BBL this year, so that might help reinvigorate the uh, attraction. That's, that's the reason they did it, because of the IPL and like the yeah. 100. And... So it might reinvigorate and attract some of those international players that maybe haven't come in yeah, the last few years. The last few years we've got a lot of English like county cricket players yeah. and a lot of not like any big Australian players. Like I saw something like Pat Cummins, David Warner, Mitchell Stark, yeah. um, Nathan Lyon, Steve Smith. Yep. Are all without BBL contracts. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Glad you actually mentioned well, we didn't have on our list, but the English county. So the um the T Twenty blast happened over there recently. Oh yeah, the final. And we watched the the final on Sunday morning. Final over or two of the um, final because um, Ben McDermott and Nathan Ellis were playing for uh, which Lancashire. Was I think it was Lancashire. Were they playing for Hampshire? No, it was. I think Lancashire. It was Lanc. A sheer in Yorkshire in the final? Whoever it was, it was it a was good game. <laughs> and they had the semis on the same day, so we actually, before we went to bed, <laughs> yeah, we, we, watched, we started watching we the, first, the semi. first innings of the first semi. And then we went to bed, woke up, and saw the last over of the final, <laughs> yeah. uh, which was obviously on the same day, English time. And, and Ben McDermott got player of the match. Yeah. 62, I think he made, off 36 balls or something like that. And then Nathan Ellis bowled the last over. They needed 11 off it, I think. Or it might have been 11 to tie, and but the tie would have gone to the batting team because mm. of some, oh, somehow or other they would have won yeah. the game if they tied. And uh, so 12 to win, maybe it was. Ellis bowled a really good over. Um, came down the last ball where they needed five to win. or So the four still would have tied it and they would have got the trophy. He bowled a really nice Yorker, took out off stump, big celebration, fireworks went off, well done, Ellis, great result. I actually turned it off. You can tell what's going (laughs) to happen. You are in the other room. I turned it off as well. Did you? Yeah. You were in the other room. I was in bed just watching my phone, actually, because it was quite early in the morning. It was like six. And I went to check, you know, the Tour de France results or something, and then somehow, for some reason, I just came back to the KO coverage just to check on it, and they said, and it came back and obviously picked up from where I'd finished watching it, and they said, oh, hang on, hang on, and the umpire had his arm out, they did a, a review of the the front foot and it was a no ball. <laughs> so they'd, they'd let off all the fireworks, they'd done a big yeah, celebration. They actually had to wait like three <laughs> minutes because of all the smoke from the fireworks. And then, uh, so Ellis then bowled a, a pretty good bowl, slower bowl, 
uh, played a miss, went to McDermott. He they um, got one run. They got a run, and, and then, then and then they tried to run the second. I don't think they even tried. And then McDermott ran down the other end and run ran them out. Yeah. So um, they ended up winning by one run. But when they won, there was no fireworks, <laughs> and they just like shook hands. There was like, one. Nothing. Well, there was one little one left, yeah. so they just let off this little one at the and end. And they <laughs> looks like they looks like um when St Kilda won the preseason series. <laughs> Two thousand and four Wizard Cup. Yeah. Good memory, mate. How do you remember these things? I don't know. Before you were born. Uh, anyways, what we did have have on our list. Jeez, I can't talk today. For cricket was some big news in local cricketing circles. Yeah. Dutchy Holland. At Clarence. Friend of the show. Hoping to get him on at some point. He's a bit reluctant, but we'll get him on. Um. Yeah, Kingborough. Kingborough through and through. He's made a big move over to Clarence this season. Hopefully going to be playing some second grade, so we'll get to see him through, yeah. through our scoring. Um, so, yeah, big news, Dutchy Island. Uh, some other big news, Jeff Fawn yeah. signed on as Hurricanes coach. So he's not only the Tasmania Tigers coach now, he's also the Hurricanes coach. Yeah. And James Hopes and, um, and Barry. Yeah. What's his first name? Got his first Jared? Name. No. No. Chuck Berry, they call him. Uh, I can't believe I've forgotten his first name. Anyway, Berry and Hopes are the assistant coaches. Vaughan, the senior coach there, with Ponting, the sort of head of strategy or whatever his title is. So that's uh, good news. We, we like Vaughny. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's a, another friend of the show with his son Tom playing down there at Clarence. Um, in results news... Um, New Zealand and Ireland played a one-day series. Yeah. And it was very competitive. Was it? Ireland, it's funny actually, they played in rugby and then cricket. Or the other way around, probably. One each. Yeah. Um, New Zealand won all three games. But the final game, Ireland nearly chased down 360. (laughs) They fell one run short in the chase. Um, Magnificent effort. And in the other two games, New Zealand got up, but Not one was much. by one wicket and the other by three wickets. And the one wicket was on the last bowl. Well, I bowled a spare. Se- yeah. yeah, second last bowl. So, good work by Ireland there. T20 World Cup qualifiers were on for the final two positions. Zimbabwe and Netherlands made it through. Yep, and Zimbabwe are in the group down in Hobart, so along mm-hmm. with West Indies, Scotland and Ireland. Yeah. So we've got some pretty good teams. Yeah, West Indies is a really good get because mm. as in they didn't qualify they like didn't make it to the Super Twelves. Mm. But the West Indies are a really good T twenty so they are. And Ireland, as we just talked about, are pretty competitive and Scotland yeah. can be pretty competitive as well. And Zimbabwe, you know, well the fact that they won that tournament shows that they're Yeah. You got some strength about them. Um and yeah, Netherlands in the other group. Um, with Namibia and a couple of others, I can't remember yeah. exactly who. Oh, Sri Lanka in that one. Oh, yeah. In Geelong. Um, and, yeah. And then the two winners out of those two groups get through to the yeah. the next stage. The Super 12. With all the, the bigger teams. Um, and Australia, just to finish off, um, played a series against Sri Lanka in the, on the men's side over there, and um, the Test Series finished one all. But yeah. special mention, Jai Saria Pranath, I think is first name. For Sri Lanka, on debut, 12 wickets for 177. Wow. Mm. 
Touching in Australia won all against Sri Lanka. It's not too bad, as in we haven't played in Sri Lanka test series for like five or six years. Yeah. And as in it's Sri Lanka, like it's in Conditions. on the subcontinent. Yeah, and we've just been to Pakistan and had a good result over there. So, yeah, we we're building towards next year. I think we go to India, which is you know yeah. is a big series. So. Some reasonable results there that hopefully we can build on to head to India. Um, the other quick thing I should mention, New Zealand Island, they've now turned to some T20 games. I don't know if you saw, but Bracewell um, for New Zealand. Doug Bracewell. No, I think it's John. It must there's, be his brother, I think. Yeah, there's a Doug Bracewell. Yeah, and their father actually played for New Zealand as well. Um, but, yeah, certainly it's not Doug. It's I think it's John. He's a spinner, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He debuted bowled his first over in T20 international cricket and got a hat trick <laughs> so well done to him um, we're nearly out of time we better we better move on and, and finish up but a couple more things just to mention we've been wanting watching a bit of the world athletics championships over yeah. in over in Eugene in Oregon Oregon in the US of A the US of A <laughs> Uh, who's been making some um, headlines so there? Peter Bowles. Spag. No, Bowl. Peter. Spag Bowl. Peter. Yeah. Has made it to the final of the men's 800 metres. Very good. We love Peter. So hopefully he can medal. That yeah. would be nice. Um, uh, McSwain made it to the men's fi- 1500 metre final but had a bad start and finished yeah. ninth. Yep, but it's still a good result to yeah. make the final because he had the heat and then the semi, so you know he had to get right through. Um, and both of those should do even better depending on how bowl goes at the Commonwealth Games. Mm, less countries. Yeah. Yeah. It's like half the countries. Then Patterson won the women's long jump. High jump. High jump. Yep. And, and the and the silver medalist from the Olympics. Bron- oh yeah, they won the bronze. Was in the final. The pole vault. No, 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 sorry. The in the high jump. Oh. The other lady, and I forget. Oh, she she was McDermott. Be, yeah, now it's like Oz. She, she's got married, and so her last name's changed. Starts with O. Yeah, I can't remember. But she was in the, the high jump final as well. But yeah, Patterson got the. Got well, the goal, so that's she good. She missed the Olympics because I think she did something to like her shoulder. Ah. Or something. She so was injured. my point being that we've got two really yeah. top quality jumpers um, on the women's side in in the high jump. So that should be exciting for Com Games as well. Um, and then yeah, our pole vaulter on the women's side uh, got bronze. Yeah. So a couple of medals there, which is really good, and that really leads us into Com Games as we've touched on. Um, and we just wanted to spend a couple of minutes talking about that. We've talked about doing this episode for a while, but it just hasn't happened for various reasons. But uh, I guess I wanted to ask you, mate, what are you most looking forward to watching at the Commonwealth Games, which are only next week now? Um, probably one of the best time things, and like it, it's always like the highlight of the Commonwealth Games, the swimming. Yep. Because Australia like dominate at yeah. the Olympics. Let alone the Commonwealth Games without the USA, like China and Russia and Japan. Yep. And Tassie's own Arnie mm-hmm. will 
Ariane Titmus will be in the mix there, no yeah, doubt. The swimming's like the best time we can get for us because it's like 5.30am to 7.30am. Okay, well that should be good. So you can get up in the morning at like 5.30 or 6 and watch all the swimming finals. Yep. I'm also looking forward to netball because I've really gone into it since I've worked there and that's at reasonable time. So there's some 9pm games and some there's one 6pm. Uh, for our round games, I think we play five pool games, and T Twenty cricket on the women's side yeah. is in the Commonwealth Games for the first time. Yeah. And shout out to Dan Marsh, um, Tassie's own. Um, he's assistant coach of the Australian women's side at the moment, mm-hmm. and also assistant coach of the uh, women's Hurricanes. Yeah. And previously, played a lot for Tassie on the men's side, and and was the. Tasmanian head coach yeah. for a little while as well so big opportunity for him over there that's you know something unique to be involved um, in the com- yeah the Commonwealth Games women's group though like one of the groups has got Barbados in who are going to be quite a bit behind the rest because the West Indies are like in the top ICC mm. ranking so they get a spot because there's no qualification I think it was just like the top 80 20 teams but, yeah. but, but they all had a tournament tournament in the West Indies, like in one of the islands. To determine uh, yeah. who, which country yeah. would go through yeah, and on behalf like, of West Indies. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. That's, so Barbados yeah. make, make it through, but I'm saying they'll be a lot behind because they've only got like... They only have some one, of the West Indies yeah, players. Yeah, maybe like only two or three. Yeah, yeah. Mm, they'll be at a disadvantage. Can you remember who else is in Australia's group? Um... I think Pakistan are. Yeah, and India, actually. I yeah. think India, Pakistan, Barbados. Yeah, we play Barbados. And I think the Barbados game is at 3am our time, but the other two are at decent times. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but they're at good watchable times. So. Yeah. Yeah, so we're looking forward to watching that um, mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And what we did talk about a little while ago was um, about Tasmania hosting the the Commonwealth Games. There was a little bit of chat there for a while and look, it hasn't happened and it's going to be in Victoria in 2026, which is actually the next best thing. Yeah. Because I reckon we should plan to drive over there, mate. We'll get on the ferry to Geelong and which is where the ferry's going to go from later this year and um, we can spend some time over in in that region. Geelong and Ballarat and Bendigo are going to host a fair bit of it. So um, we might have to plan for that in four years. But if Tasmania were to host it, I reckon we could. Well, if regional Victoria can. Yeah. So, I reckon, just quickly, we did we did map this out, and I can't remember where we put this piece of paper, but I reckon some of the big sports, you know, we've got a cricket stadium, we've got Bunston Arena, so you'd think mm. cricket, you know, in, in Australian yeah. Commonwealth Games would, it would continue as a sport. Yeah. Um, could even get men's cricket, but it's a bit like the soccer at the Olympics. Yeah. There's already enough stuff on. So I reckon you could play cricket at Bunston Arena. Um, you probably got like Kingston Twin Ovals maybe as your second venue, or and you like, could put up some temporary stands. Yeah, or like um training, like a yeah. training venue for the cricketers. So I reckon you sort of run your cricket through there. Um, netball, you got My State Bank Arena. Yeah, that's like real, like that's good. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, Northern listeners, Northern Tasmanian listeners, because we're very poor people here in Tasmania. 
I'm certainly looking after the, the whole regions of Tasmania. So I reckon Launceston, you'd host the cycling at the Silverdome. Yeah. The track cycling. Um, and probably even the, the outdoor cycling as well, the road races and things you do around Launceston. Lots of good areas up there that you can yeah. organise road races and things. Yeah. Um, and I reckon Utah Stadium would host your rugby sevens. Yeah, that yeah we haven't really got it. We don't have a good square. rectangle. Our best uh, rectangle ground only holds like five thousand people. Yeah, so I reckon Utah's would be your rugby sevens, and that'd be because that's really great to watch. So that'd be a really good event for Lonnie as well as the cycling, because um, it's obviously a bit tricky to have your netball in the silver dome and the cycling. Yeah, on there. You, well you can't. So you'd run all your netball at My State Bank Arena. Um, your triathlon, I reckon you have in on the Hobart waterfront. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah, because mm-hmm. there's a couple of actual yeah. new events coming up. Uh, there's an Ironman next, early next year in Hobart, and there's also the new Hobart Marathon yeah. running event that are both going to be around the Hobart waterfront. So I reckon yeah. that works well with the um, the triathlon and, and also probably the marathon and, and road running yeah. events. Um which is only the marathon, actually, <laughs> now that I speak of it. Um, and then you've got, I reckon, Rest Point Casino could host some of your, like, your wrestling or your oh, yeah. um, weightlifting or, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and probably the biggest venue that would need development, like, a lot of them would need a bit would of... Would it be the domain? Yeah. For athletics. For athletics. You could, you could build, like, a new stands that holds maybe, like, 15... De- some people and then you could put up lot like to the other half temporary yeah. that hold spot on that's so exactly could, what it could hold like 30 or thirty-five thousand people which is good enough yeah i reckon you know 25 30 would be enough so i reckon help. you're right on that on that northern side or the top side of the athletic center you'd build some permanent stands because yeah. then that's a legacy for that venue to host you know big big athletics events going forward mm. and um there's concurrent current little stands there so but you build new facilities there and that would hold like you say maybe ten thousand or something like that and then around the other sort of three quarters of the the track um, build some temporary stands i say viable as in metricon hosted the commonwealth games and that with the temp with the temporary stand only had like a capacity of just over thirty thousand yeah i think it was like thirty five thousand yeah so, yeah, that would certainly be a bit of a stretch, but I reckon it's certainly doable and would obviously need some investment, particularly Athletic Stadium, as we've mm. talked about, but certainly very possible. And, um, yeah, there's obviously some other sports we haven't mentioned, but there's there's venues around that could be upgraded yeah. um, to host. So, um, And no doubt that um, you could... Um, sort of share some of those events with other regions as well at the northwest coast i think would be really good to host yeah. some stuff up there and um yeah so you'd share it all yeah. around um i'm just saying gold coast have hosted the commonwealth games they have a population of five hundred and forty thousand. tasmania has a population of five hundred and fifty thousand. Mm, i've looked right. at that before with an afl team oh and so some of the other ones so swimming um Maybe the Hobart Aquatic Centre would need a bit of an upgrade. Yeah, they have hosted a World Cup event before. Actually, yeah, I went along quite a, um, quite a few years ago. So it's possible. You just need to do some upgrades and 
diving yeah. the aquatic center would obviously host as well yeah because their, yeah. their diving boards are good they've got like 10 meter high diving boards yeah all right, well, we might wrap it up there, mate, mm-hmm. but certainly our next sports talk will cover, you know, some of the results from the yeah. Gold Games. Maybe we can do a little a little live recording whilst we're watching some of mm-hmm. the swimming or something like yeah. that. Yeah. All right, good to talk to you, mate. Yeah, thanks for listening, listeners. Talk to you next time, mate. Yeah, see you. Thank you.